Hey, it's Mike Grimm, host of the Go Gopher podcast, inviting you to join me for a live on-site episode on Thursday, October 5th at Head Flyer Brewing in Northeast Minneapolis. We'll be previewing the Minnesota-Michigan game, which is that week, the battle for the Little Brown Jug. We'll give away a pair of tickets to that game, have a couple of Gopher players on hand, and get everyone in the mood for Golden Gopher football. Head Flyer Brewing will have discounts, including great deals on buying Little Brown Jugs of craft beer and the little brown jugs are not that little. Thursday, October 5th, Head Flyer Brewing. Happy hour starts at 6, the show goes at 7, the Go Gopher podcast. Can't wait to see you at Head Flyer Brewing. About to ask the most important sports question of the day. John, are you a Swifty? Um, I have come around on Swifty. I'm not a full-on total, like, I don't know all the words to her songs or everything, but I appreciate the, the phenomenon that she's become. How about that? You know, I, and I'm right with you. I, and I've heard so many sports people, like, make fun of Taylor Swift or Swifties or the fact that, you know, and I've even heard, I won't mention the name of the show, but I even heard a show yesterday saying that the Chiefs are off to a slow start because all this attention is being paid to <laughs> Travis Kelsey. And I'm just like, okay, number one, I'm not a Swifty. It's not, it's not my, you know, it's not my go-to form of music because I'm old and I listen to old music. That's just the deal. But she's a phenomenal performer. She's a great songwriter. She's, you know, she's got a good heart. I mean, I, I, I think, I think it's, almost an indictment of the sports world that people are having trouble with this. I mean, good Lord. She's, she's a great performer. She's dating. And Kelsey seems to be a really good dude. I'm just happy for them. Yeah. I mean, so here's the thing that I have trouble with Jim is that generally I think, you know, uh, it's fair to say that the, the uh, male dominated football audience, it often would like, for their significant others to be interested in what they're interested in and how often do i mean there's min, millions of women football fans out there i understand that but there are there is a large segment of the population who are not sports fans and not football fans and taylor swift is starting to bring some of those people to the table so why, what, what's wrong with sharing some of that spotlight, I guess, you know, if, if your significant other isn't a big football fan, but Hey, she wants to tune in, watch the game a little bit with you just to get a glimpse of one of her favorite artists. That's a good thing. We're bringing people together here. Um, the whole kind of, you know, hand wringing about the attention that she gets is just silly. Like, it's it's absolutely taking this thing way too seriously. Just have fun with it. There's more people and more eyeballs on your game. Um, enjoy it, and and that'll and and that's it. Uh, and I can tell you that the Chiefs have not been as impressive, not because of Taylor, but because their receivers stink. Like that's that's what it is. So yep. uh, anyone looking for conspiracy theories going the Taylor Swift route. Look at, you know, the fact that they've lost Tyreek Hill and Juju Smith-Schuster and all these other people, and Patrick Mahomes literally has no one to throw to. 
That's exactly right. And that will conclude our Taylor Swift discussion. Let's get on to the Vikings. This is the Viking Update Show. He's John Krasinski from The Athletic. I'm Jim Suhan from the Star Tribune. Brandon Morton is our producer. We're coming to you from the Aquarius Home Services Studios. Thanks to Aquarius Home Services, TSR Injury Law, Star Bank, and my friend Scott Dayton, Twill by Scott Dayton. I'll tell you more about that shop that I still shop at later on in the show. And thanks again to Tuttles for sponsoring the show. Also, just a programming note, there'll be a Go Gopher show uh, Thursday, 7 p.m. at Headflyer Brewing. That's Mike Grimm, our friend and our Gopher host. Uh, head out there and talk Gophers with him. He's a great guy. You'll have a great and we love Headflyer. Uh, go have a good time. We would appreciate it. All right, let's get to it. Uh, the Vikings win a game. And I didn't think that uh, at this point of the season we'd be talking about them just finally winning a game, but they did. And, you know, we can say hey, the, Carol- the Panthers aren't very good, and that's true. But th- not only was it a necessary win, but I actually thought we saw some developments that are pretty intriguing. This is two weeks in a row. They ran the ball very efficiently. And I thought Cam Akers looked really smooth for a guy just playing his first game with a new franchise. Yeah, I'm I'm certainly, you know, when I when I watched the game and when I was thinking about it afterward, I I wasn't blown away by what I saw from anything um, you know, in, in that game because I I do think the Panthers are just a bad team. Now, um, one thing about them that I don't think their defense is horrible Um, I think their their defense is pretty good so you're you're right in terms of being able to get the running game going a little bit get cam makers in get him some touches let him get settled in a little bit more um and and catch a rhythm I think that was absolutely encouraging I thought the defense was very encouraging um you know the uh the the pick six and some of the other things and not you know only kind of mustering that scoring total uh on the road against a bad team you'd like to see more but i think maybe the panthers defense will give people problems all the way but yes i th- i think the big picture of getting george um getting alexander madison going even more and more consistent and and getting cam Akers going as a viable second threat in the running game i think is important for them they have to have somebody who is a little bit dangerous, um, who can uh, keep defenses on their toes, who who can, if given just a crease, can really turn it into something a lot bigger. And he didn't have a 70-yard run in the game, but you did see sort of the makings of a running back and, a, and an offensive line start, starting to find a little bit of a rhythm together. So I think that was a good thing to take away from this. It's always, I'm always reminded of the old Jacques Lemaire quote, which is fix one problem and two disappear, you know, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and you bring in acres and all of a sudden they run and, and most of the running game was Madison. He's had two good weeks mm-hmm. in a row, but mm-hmm. acres contributed and he looked, and I, I thought he looked really smooth in the pass pattern that he caught. I mean, he just looked good. And then Davenport, they blitzed less on Sunday and they got home more. And part of that was Davenport being the lineup and being the, active destructive player he can be when he's healthy and the other thing was that when they blitzed they blitzed more effectively and especially with harrison smith harrison smith had one of the great games of his career and they might not win if it, if he doesn't get there yeah you, I, i'm sure we can talk definitely more about harrison smith and 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 the kind of throwback game that he had but i was really impressed with marcus davenport how disruptive yep. he was how explosive he was because i'll be honest and i said it on the show uh, before leading into this season, uh, the last couple of weeks, 
they signed Marcus Davenport and I know he was dealing with stuff last year, but he had half a sack last year. And, and so I wanted to see his ability to get out there and, and be a force. And we just, I just was going to be in more of the, I'll believe it when I see it mode with him. He obviously had the injuries um, in camp and slowed him uh, at the start of this season, but, I'm a believer now. I mean, you see some of the spin moves that he was using. You see the way that he was being uh, getting his his uh, hand in the face of the quarterback, both from uh, interior rushes and from uh, coming from outside. Um, I, I think that that walking out of the stadium that night, the Vikings had to be most encouraged that not only did they have that one of their big signings of the offseason was really, really productive, but then you look at what it opened up for everything else. Like you, like you said, Brian Forbes didn't have to blitz as much. Certainly uh, Harrison Smith benefited from the increased attention that Davenport was demanding um, after making so many plays during the game. And so that to me is a real building block type of performance that this defense can use going forward as it continues to try to, uh, you know, get back together uh, and and improve from last year and even from some of the shoddy efforts of the last couple of weeks. So having Davenport be that dude and look like that dude, uh, I think is really, really important for what this Vikings defense wants to be going forward. And Davenport, you know, he, he was hurt. He, was com- he has an injury history, and he's not really exactly the guy who's going to fire you up when you talk to him in the locker room. <laughs> right. uh, you know, he's kind of – he almost sounded like wistful or uh, <laughs> or I don't know what even what the right – he just sounded like, oh, you know, I'll be out there when I'm out there. He was not the kind of guy who uh, who inspired you and made you believe mm-hmm. in him when you, when you interview him. And, and it's, part of that is there's nothing that can happen worse for a player's reputation than to be injured with a new team because they have no credibility built up. Yes. Yes. It's a great point. And it's like, I think that certainly um, he, he can have some believers in everyone within the locker room and you know, guys who've played against him, anyone who is just in the weight room and, and around him all day, you can look at him and say, okay, um, you know, I, I can see what, the, what Quasi Adafimenso liked when they, when he went after him, um, but he has to get out there and get into the fight with uh, with his teammates. Like that is the biggest thing for a player is you have to have some success on the field. I think it means even more in the football than really any other sport because there's nothing that you can do or say while you're on the sideline. Um, and in injured and watching these guys go through it uh, to to make things better and to assure them that once you get there, everything is going to be okay. You have to be out there. You have to be in the huddles. You have to be taking hits. You have to be doing all of those things. And that's what Davenport did on Sunday. And then really for the larger community around the Vikings with the media, with fans, with everyone like that, um, there is that element of, okay, who really is this guy? And let's face it, some of the moves that Kwesi has made so far, especially in the draft, I think have borne some inherent skepticism about, about um, uh, you know, kind of his methods and, and who he identifies. 
And so when he signs Davenport and then he's not out there on the field, they're thinking, all right, what the heck is going on here? But he gets out there and, and makes plays like this. And that's, that's a big thing. Now it is about staying healthy. This what, what they need from him going forward is to remain on the field because just like last year when Zadarius Smith was so disruptive early on in the season, by the end of it, he was broken down and the defense was where it was. Uh, that was certainly disappointing. So hopefully Davenport can stay healthy. They can keep him on the field and they can keep him producing like that because uh, he can make believers out of everyone by playing the way that he played on Sunday. Uh, no doubt about it. All right, we're going to we will pick the game. We're going to talk about Harrison Smith. We're going to talk about the, the Chiefs and the matchup. I uh, do want to let you know we're coming to you from the Aquarius Home Service Studios. We want to thank and Aquarius that means Home Service. Cool air. And turning on your furnace only to find out it's old, tired, and worn out. Scott for Aquarius Home Services with some good news. Now through October 14th, Aquarius is having a huge fall blowout sale with 25% off whole home heating and cooling systems. Yep, 25% off a new furnace and AC system. Visit AquariusHomeServices.com to schedule your free in-home consultation and enjoy a cozy, comfy home for years to come. Also want to thank longtime sponsor TSR Injury Law. Keep it simple here. If you're injured, you're going to want good representation, ethical representation, people who will help you. TSR Injury Law will do that. If you call them, they will. you will speak to a lawyer and they'll either point you in the right direction, they'll help them, you themselves. And if they help you, they will not charge you unless they win your case and they win a lot of cases. So just remember, if you're ever injured, call 612-TSR-TIME, 612 TSR time. Uh, also want to let you know uh, that big banks aren't the only ones with mobile apps and convenient financial services. I'd like to tell you about Starbank. Starbank is an independent community bank in Minnesota. Their family owned and treat customer relationships as a top priority. You're not a customer number at Starbank and they have no call center. It's just banking how it should be. A throwback to the good days. Mobile app check, convenient services. You got it. Check out Starbank for yourself. For deposits and lending solutions, work with a local community bank that cares. Starbank.net. Remember FDIC and equal housing lender. I want to welcome back to this show a longtime spot. One of the, our first sponsors on the network. Uh, really helped our network get going when we were just a, a startup. Twill by Scott Dayton in the Galleria in Edina. Uh, I still shop there. I was there the other day. It's just the most r- relaxed place you can t- shop for men's clothes. It's uh, the most, they're the most knowledgeable people you're going to deal with, the most friendly people. They have places, nice, comfortable chairs you can sit in if you're there with your spouse. Uh, I, I've had weddings to go to lately, so I bought a tailored suit. I bought tailored sport coats. I bought you know golf type stuff, uh, casual. Everything is just so comfortable, uh, so good. And he's he's like he's the only Peter Millar crown shop in the Upper Midwest. I bought Johnny O stuff there again, high end Italian suits, uh, casual stuff. I just I go check it out. Twill by Scott Dayton in the Dining Gallery. I highly recommend the product and the experience. And thanks Scott for sticking with us all these years. Tuttles is your Vikings headquarters for the best football party. They have great game day specials on Miller Lite and Coors Light tap beer, tall stadium cups for just 5 bucks, plus $5 food specials, including brats, hot dogs, jumbo sloppy joes, and pulled pork sandwiches. If pizza's your thing, get 5 bucks off any large pizza. Tuttles has cool game day giveaways too, including a free number board with your chance to win a $100 gift card. Take in all the Viking game food, fun, and festivities at Tuttles. Tuttle's Bar and Grill in Hopkins. Go Vikes. So let's get to the Chiefs. This is probably a good, pretty good time to play them. Yes. Uh, they're, they're coming off a night game on the road. They didn't play very well. And as good as they are, as great as they've been, as dominant a force they've been in the league for a while now, 
I really feel like every year because of salary caps and because they're paying their quarterback and their tight end a lot, and they're now their defensive lineman a lot, they always have to fill in the gaps in their passing game and figure out something new. What's going to work this year? I still, still think they're in that process. I think they'll probably figure it out later in the year, but they haven't really gotten there yet. Yeah, it's been um... – it has been by their standards that ha- they have raised incredibly high due to all of their success over the last whatever five years it's been. Um, it's been to their standards, not what people expect. And so um, you're I totally agree with you that you you never I don't I don't ever want to see Patrick Mahomes on the other side of, of, of the field if I'm an opponent. But I think now is as good a time as any to be playing him because there's a real chance that by week 10, 11, 12 in the season, they have ironed out a lot of the uh, issues that they're having offensively. They have um, kind of started to click together and built more chemistry with that group. And they're just going to be flying high right now. It does look like a turn, like a team that is just searching a little bit that is trying to figure things out. Um, that certainly always has gone into, I think, seasons believing that Mahomes can take whoever his receivers are and make them special. And he did that last year, even after they lost Tyreek Hill. So far this year, it's been a little bit harder to come by. Some of the thing, some of the reason is some of their opponents. I mean, the Jets are really freaking good defensively, and um, and so uh, we will see if the Vikings secondary, which I think still has a lot of questions to answer, uh, can be as effective against this substandard group of of Chiefs receivers outside of Travis Kelsey, of course, um, as as some of the other better defenses uh, out there have been. And so uh, you never want to see Patrick Mahomes, but if you do see him, you want to see him while he's figuring things out and certainly at home versus in Kansas City. And so I think that when the schedule came out um, and certainly when I looked in the first couple of weeks at how the Vikings are playing, I was thinking, oh man, this this is going to be a bloodbath. It's just going to be a wipeout. I think that the Vikings have a chance to make this a game uh, on Sunday and, and be competitive in it. I agree with you. And if you look at what they did in Carolina, again, not a great opponent, but on the road, this team, you know, historically has not played that well on the road on grass. I really feel like if Cousins doesn't throw the pick six at the goal line, that's a walkover win. They might win sure. 28, 24, 28, 31 to, to six. I just think that that is what made it a difficult game. If he throws an incompletion there, if he throws it away, if they kick the field goal, if he chooses Hawkinson and maybe gets a touchdown out of it, I think they walk over. I, I just thought that was that was that, you know, Cousins has had a very good season. That was his worst moment of this year. Yes, without a doubt. And it's I mean, especially what right after you had a touchdown to Jefferson that was wiped off the board. Yep. And just, I mean, and he said it himself. And there have been times in his career when he's made a mistake, when he has thrown an interception, when something has happened, where he tries to explain it away a little bit more, where he offers a little bit more context into it. Um, he never is one to shirk blame, but you can tell when he doesn't believe that whatever happened was on him totally. This one, he just owned it. He's just like, that's... I was really disappointed in, I can't, I can't be doing that. Kevin O'Connell said the same thing. And so, you know, Hey, like 
it's it, it it got me thinking jim about how the quarterback position has evolved in the nfl because there were days not even all that long ago where guess what quarterbacks throw interceptions like and sometimes they throw a lot of them and teams just figured out ways to to get through that even the great quarterbacks of the 80s 90s and early 2000s would often throw double digit interceptions in a season um now it's almost like quarterbacks are expected to uh have completion percentages and 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 touchdown interception ratios like a kicker and an extra point i mean um, when you make a glaring, when you make a mistake, it's incredibly glaring. And that one was, it was a bad, bad mistake, but that does happen over the course of a long season. There are going to be some bad throws that are made and the Vikings did a good job of recovering from that and not letting that play just doom them. As we have seen so often before when they go on the road and play teams in the past and make one mistake and that snowballs into four or five mistakes, then they lose the game. Go to calderalab.com, use promo code VIKING, get 20% off all their products. I want to tell you about their products because I'm using them. They're making a big difference on my face. We all know first impressions matter. If you're not taking care of your skin, it's going to be the first thing someone notices and either thinks you're way older than you are or you just don't care about your appearance. Show them that you do and make a great first impression with Caldera Lab, C-A-L-D-E-R-A-L-A-B.com. I'm using it. It's had a dramatic effect on my face. I have kind of your old guy, Irish red face. It kind of calms down the red, smooths things out, keeps me from breaking out. The fact that I have a good product on my face keeps me from scratching my face, which helps me even more. It takes, I would say it takes two, three weeks for it really to kick in fully. It feels good at first. After two or three weeks, you actually see results. uh, And I just can't recommend it anymore. Let's face it. uh, I've never taken good care of my skin. And now I'm regretting it. And Caldera Lab is helping me turn back the clock a bit. Not many products can help you do that. So go to calderalab.com, use promo code Viking, get 20% off and do what I do. Keep the product right by your toothbrush. After you brush your teeth in the morning, use their product, use it again at night. It will make a difference. I promise you, calderalab.com, promo code Viking. Uh, Let's go ahead and make our pick for this week. Who who do you like? Well, as much as I just said, you know, that I like I the the Vikings to be competitive and do all that, I cannot in good conscience take them to beat Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs just because, like, I, I honestly, you know, I, I like what I've seen. I liked what I saw last week from the Vikings, but it was the Panthers. I don't think they're very good. So um, I'm just not going to be a prisoner of the moment here and and after they get one win believe that you know they're going the right direction I, I think they took some good strides but i think they have so many things to still work on and i think the chiefs even if they have not been their high flying best are way, way you know so much better light years better than the, than the carolina panthers so i will take the chiefs to win um i'm gonna say 27 to 21. Wow. I was going to say 26 to 20. So we're right on the same page there. I, I think it's a, I, I think we, I think it'll be a really interesting game. I think it'll come to the, down to the fourth quarter. I just, I just, I'm not going to pick against Mahomes. And listen, it wouldn't be the greatest upset in NFL history if the Vikings no. won, but I just think you have to pick the, the Chiefs here. Um, so it has been really interesting to be around this team as they started 0-3 and kind of had their egos deflated a little bit. Um, 
I thought it was very interesting that Harrison Smith was the guy who had the great game to bring them out of this. Now, part of that is timing and who you're playing against and how you're used and all that. But, but you know, he last year he just was not much of a factor in the pass rush or at the line of scrimmage. And against the Panthers, maybe in part because you're playing a rookie quarterback with no deep threats, uh, you know, Flores was very willing to bring Harrison Smith down to the edge and have him come crashing in. And Smith had one of the greatest games of a great of a probably a Hall of Fame career. Yeah, and I, I do. I think it just was really. I, I think it was much needed, not only for the Vikings, Jim, but for Harrison Smith. Um, you know, he was nowhere to be found in the first part of this season, and we heard all off season about how the change from Ed Donatel to Brian Flores was going to unleash Harrison Smith as one of the players he was going to benefit the most from this change to a more aggressive scheme to you know moving him around letting him you know getting him rushing the passer some you know allowing him to make plays and we just had not seen it yet and and so when it, you go so long without seeing one of those really impact games you start to wonder if age is coming into a factor if he was just kind of slowing down and just enough that um it's going to be hard for him to be as impactful as he once was and so for him to come out there and do that in that moment when the vikings offense was not putting up tons of points when they really needed him to again you know it, it was just i think it was big for him um certainly the defense reacts in a way when Harrison Smith is making plays and plays with the swagger that is unique. Um, they know what kind of career he's had. They know what kind of player that he is. So when he starts to show up, I think it's a significant deal for this team that needs all the help that it can get. And so to see him be that dynamic playmaker, to see him really terrorize a rookie quarterback and make him look overwhelmed, it was uh, it was really, really kind of important for him individually to show that he was still capable of doing that. And then for the defense as a whole to just be a, be a unit that carries the day for them after having, you know, struggled so badly last year and then, you know, having his moments uh, of ineptitude early on this season. Yeah. And I was also reminded I was there on Sunday, just how valuable a writer's time in a locker room can be uh, mm. in situations like that. It's like, you know, I'm, I'm standing there talking to Harrison Smith. He did the group thing. Then, he, then everybody left and I st stood there and talked to him for a while longer. He, he was actually really good talking about a number of subjects. As I'm standing there, Daniel Hunter comes over and just like wraps you know, his arm around Harrison Smith's neck and just starts raving about him. Cam Bynum comes up and does the same thing. I mean that, you know, you and I cut our teeth as beat writers. You're still covering yep. the Timberwolves and there's just nothing like, real human emotion in that setting you just never get that at the podium you never get that outside the locker room you're right you don't and 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 i think like that little detail jim is really important too in this context of this conversation because it feels like they know what he means to this team but they also know that he hasn't been he hasn't had one of those games in a while yep. and so when the old man delivers everyone is coming over and picking him up and in a way saying, Hey, look, you still got this big guy. Like we need you. And, um, and there's a relief in it when he 
shows that, hey, yeah, I'm still that dude. I can still make this this happen. And so, you, you, you know, in being in that locker room and being around this group, just how important Harrison Smith is from a leadership standpoint, from just like the guy who holds that whole thing together. And so when he's going through periods of games where he's not effective, he's not showing up um, on the highlight reels and things like that. Um, there's a lack of identity for this, for the group in general. And when he comes through, like he did on Sunday, it's, it's a whole different feeling. And, and so those teammates are happy for him showing that he's still got that. They know that he was close to retiring. They know that, you know, that he, you know, kind of probably is at the point of his career where every single season is, is this the last one? Is this the last one? Is this the last one? And so to see them kind of embrace him that way and help, you know, and react to it that way, it's just really a, a, a nice telling detail about, the makeup of that defense and about, you know, Harrison Smith's role in the middle of that. It's got a final thought from John. Once again, thanks to all of our sponsors who make all this possible. Twill in the Dining Galleria. That's Twill by Scott Dayton in the Dining Galleria. Aquarius Home Services. And thanks again to Tuttles for sponsoring the show. TSR Injury Law, Starbank, and Caldera Lab. Remember the promo code for calderalab.com is Viking. Uh, final thought, John. Anything Viking related or Swifty related? Yeah, I would I would just say that um you know, my overall overarching feeling on this team right now is mildly better than it was going into Carolina, but it's certainly not, um, you know, everything is, is, is solved and, and they're, and they're about to go on a run here. I know the schedule does get soft here in a couple of weeks. Um, but I do still want to see them now build on what they did on Sunday and, really start to put together some performances in a row. And and I think they can do that, Jim, on Sunday against the Chiefs and not even win the game. Um, it's it's about how you play, and it's about not committing all these mistakes that they keep on making, even in the win on against Carolina. There were so many mistakes that are happening. They have to iron those things out. So um, a little bit encouraged after a win like that, and just you know, they're, they're no longer winless on this season but um, I'm still going to be going into Sunday and be and I'll be at U.S. Bank Stadium really intrigued to see how they react now to a big time opponent and see if they're up to the challenge or if this was just them taking advantage of a team that's going to lose a lot of games this season. Yep, it's going to be interesting. That's a great thing about the NFL, man. It's always interesting. Thanks to everyone who listens. We appreciate it. We'll be back next week to preview the Bears.